If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Pasha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Pasha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a very good Arab Shabbat to all of you. Wonderful to have you here. And I say a very good Arab Shabbos because after all, what we're talking about is a time of great difficulty. And it's up to us, each and every one of us, you and me and everyone else that we know, to make it a good Shabbos, a good Arab Shabbos. And the way that we do a good Arab Shabbos is simply by following the protocols that the wise people, medical experts, others, have put into place for each and every one of us to fulfill. I want to say hello to everybody at the studio. If my voice sounds somewhat differently today, it's because we are broadcasting from home. And thanks to Kathy for instituting these protocols into the radio station. The fewer people that go around and come in, the healthier it'll be. A big yeshikach to Craig, my producer, for, well, helping me go through this new experience of broadcasting from home. And to DJ Flo, who the engineer who's put it all together. Big yeshikach to all of you. I also want to extend a very special Yashikach and shout out to the chief rabbi. The chief rabbi made a decision this week together with the Bethdim based upon the best medical advice available here in South Africa today to ask the rabbis to ask communities to close their shuls. Now I know the chief rabbi. The chief rabbi is an individual who cares deeply about his community. He cares deeply about the spiritual content of his community. And this decision was not an easy decision. It came with a lot of soul-searching, with a lot of introspection. The chief rabbi, after consultation, felt that in order to protect this community as best possible, it's absolutely necessary to have the shuls closed. Because contact between people brings about greater, greater infection with this pandemic and this is what each and every one of us must do we must support ourselves support each other support our families support our communities and to adhere to these protocols to the letter of the law to the absolute letter of the law this is not a joke this is not a simple matter this is not simply well take care of yourself this is something that we are doing in order to protect ourselves and others. Crowds are no good. Close contact is no good, even in families. Elderly people don't hug your younger grandchildren. Children can, of course, be carrying this disease and not even knowing it, not showing any symptoms. Listen carefully to the advice of the doctors. The advice of the doctors that the chief rabbi consults with, of course, is Professor Shu, Dr. Friedland, both highly qualified people. And whatever decisions are made, are made with tremendous concern and care for the physical and spiritual welfare of this community. I appeal to each and every one of you, rabbis, community leaders, laymen, everyone, let's participate, let's be involved, let's do the right thing. It's saving lives, It'll continue to help saving lives, and this is why we are obliged to do that which is being told to us, again, to the letter of the law. A special Shabbos, because this Shabbos, we are going to celebrate a great many things. First of all, the Parsha is Vayakil and Pekude, a double Parsha. And it's not only a double Parsha, but it's a Parsha that brings us to the very end of the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus. And together we will call out 
this time privately in our own homes, but together in our hearts and souls and minds, we are all going to call out Chazak, Chazak, Benit We should be strong, be strong, and strengthen each other. This is a time that we have to call out this particular proclamation with far greater passion and fervor. Because this is a time that each and every one of us is obligated to be strong within oneself and to support others with strength as much as possible. And this is why this is Shabbos Chazak, the Shabbos of strength. A friend of mine, congregant actually in Shul, wrote to me, he says, isn't it tragic that this is the first Shabbos that he remembers since the Holocaust that Shuls around the world will be closed, absolutely closed. And while shuls are closed, our sidurim, our prayer books, our chumashim, Bibles, Torah books, they are not closed. Our minds are not closed. Our hearts are not closed. The ability to use this Shabbos of great strength to tremendous spiritual levels, this is not closed. This is very, very open. It's also Shabbos HaChodesh when First of all, we bless the new coming month of Nisan, and Nisan, of course, is a month of huge miracles. Miracles that brought about the ultimate liberation and exodus of the Jewish people, because the month of Nisan contains the festival of Pesach. It's also a time that each and every one of us must think about liberation, freedom, in an inner sort of a way, as we'll talk about later in the show. And it's Shabbos HaChodesh, when we read that portion in the Torah, this time again, at home, from our own Chumashim, we will read about the particular mitzvah that God gave Moshe while the Jewish people were still within the land of Egypt, the mitzvah of the Chodesh, to recognize and bless the new month, the concept of time. And it's a parsha that we have to think about, not only ourselves, but others. It's a time that we have to use the message of a Yaakov Kudeg, this incredible double parsha that brings us to the end of the book of Shemot when we call out Chazak Chazak. It's a parsha that we think about HaChodesh, that which is new, that which is, well, greater and newer opportunities. And finally, we talk about the idea of Shabbos Mubarakim, blessing the new month, the new month which is about to come to us, the month of Nisan. When we consider all those things, this is indeed a special Shabbos, a special Shabbos that is different in our lives than almost every other Shabbos that we've experienced, collectively, as a community, as a people, and universally, as a Jewish community throughout the world. I'm in touch with a great many communities throughout the world, and they have the exact same message. They are closing the buildings for Shabbos, but not closing the hearts and minds. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about this very special Shabbos, a Shabbos that contains so many important elements for us always, but particularly at this particular time. And Vayakel and Pekude, this is the name of the Parsha, and you've heard me say so many times, it's the name of the Parsha that has to somehow not only display and contain all the elements of the Parsha itself, but those additional things that come along from time to time, a special Shabbos, like HaChodesh, like Chazak, how this is also included in the name of Ayakalim Pekudeh. 
And Vayakal Pekudai are very interesting in the sense that it's almost a verbatim repetition of the parashiot of Truma and Tetzavah that we read a couple of weeks ago. And all the commentaries ask the question, how is it that Torah, who is well miserly with each and every single word, will actually take two complete parashiot and to again, almost verbatim, repeat them? And the answer is because the first was the instruction to build the temple and to make the vessels and to provide for the garments of the priests. Vayakil and Pekudai are the parashiot that talk about how it was implemented. And the implementation of something is extremely important. The greatest ideas, the greatest plans, however we think, however we hope, however we dream, unless we're able to take those things and make them real, put them into a practical and applied sort of way, it remains a dream. It remains an ideal. Torah emphasizes and uses so many words and so much time emphasizing the idea that implementation is so vital to every idea, to every dream, to every hope. But it goes beyond that as well. Because although from time to time, certain years, Vayakal and Pekudai are read at separate Shabbatot, they are separate parashiot, this year they come together, Vayakal and Pekudai. And upon closer examination, the words Vayakal and Pekudai and the content of Vayakal and Pekudai are very different one from another. And how can we take two parashiyot, bind them together, and in fact have it as one parsha, Vayakal and Pekudai? Vayakal means assembly. As we read in the opening words of the parsha Vayakal, Hamosha assembled the entire Jewish, Kol Yisrael, the entire Jewish community. It was something which was extraordinary. And Vayakal is not only bringing people together, bringing a great assembly together. It's also the idea of bringing together all sorts of different elements, human beings with gender differences, with age differences, with personality differences, with attitude differences. Bayakal means to bring about in a state of unity a tremendous sense of gathering each and every single individual and creating the huge, wonderful, united one community. This is what Bayakil is all about. This was the greatness of Moshe. The greatness of Moshe as part of his huge leadership ability was the fact that he was able to do that. He was able to bring together the entire Jewish community. Millions of people. Bring them together to talk to them about the holiness of the temple, the preparation that was needed, etc., etc. Pekudai? Pekudai is very different. Pekudai is the parasha that we talk about, how Moshe gives an account and reckoning of all the materials that were used in the temple, of all the materials that were brought together in order to build this magnificent but small edifice. One talks about assembly, a huge united group, and the second parasha speaks about the individual items, the individual materials that were used, and how they were used, giving value to each and every single thing. One talks about the general, that's Parshava Yakel. Pekudai speaks about the specific, each and every single item, as it stands for yourself, and how much was there in value, in weight, in presence. Now, these two ideas, we've often discussed it, is something which seems to be, or appears to be, in conflict one with another. The idea of congregation and the idea of the individual, but in actual fact, they are one and the same. Ask yourself how? One speaks about everybody being together, and the second one speaks about each individual item. And the answer is that 
the unity of congregation is based upon the participation of each and every single individual. But the type of participation is not that everybody gives up their identity, who and what they are, the qualities of their particular life, the gifts that God gave them individual, but how each and every single individual brings along his unique set of skills, of abilities, of attitudes, of appearance, of gender, of age, of every type of difference that you could possibly imagine, and how each and every single one brings along that particular quality, and all of that together makes the kihila, makes the congregation, makes this huge united presence. A united presence is not a denial of individuality. On the contrary, it is the presence of individuality, but how each and every single one is needed. This is what the Jewish community is really all about. Klal Yisrael, the Jewish community, wherever it is, whether it's a small community, whether it's a large community, a national community, an international community, each and every single one of us possesses a certain quality. But those qualities shouldn't separate ourselves from others. It shouldn't make ourselves so distinct and unique that we disregard the presence for others. We are incomplete without the presence of others, and not only others, but each and every single other, each and every single attitude that Jews have had within any community and throughout the ages, each and every one of them contributes infinitely to the overall unity of one large community. We often heard the term that the whole is much greater than the sum of all its parts. And this is so important for us to remember. This is so important for us to understand. The need for each and every single individual to be present. What we bring along is not only ourselves, what makes us unique, but our contribution brings about a state of wholeness and completeness to each and every single thing. But Yakel and Pekude are not two separate ideas. They complement each other with incredible, incredible presence. And this is something which is very real at this particular time. Now when we come to shul, we sit in our seats, we sit in our pews, we sit, we listen to the rabbi, we listen to the chazan. It's a large community, it's a beautiful presence. The Shabbos, we're going to be sitting at home. And at home, we have to look at ourselves individually and say, what can I possibly contribute to the overall community, the Shabbos? Will it make a real difference how I behave the Shabbos? Will it make a real difference what I do or don't do the Shabbos? And the answer is yes, this is a Shabbos. We're not only your meal, your Shabbos meal that you have together with friends and family normally, but you're sitting on your own really with only, well, whoever is immediate family around the table or perhaps just on your own, yourself with your spouse. It's important to understand how you deal with this Shabbos is going to have a magnificent, major, powerful effect upon everybody, not only within our own community, but throughout the world. Because the Shabbos, not only are we going to have our own private meals at home, we are also going to have the idea of having our own personal shuls at home, each and every one of us. Each and every Jewish home is going to be a shul. You pick up a sitter. You may not, well, have the ability of singing the songs as beautifully as your chazan, your choir, your baltfila. But you say the words. And if you can't say them in Hebrew, say them in English. And you'll say that, and tomorrow you'll read the portion of the week. And each and every single individual creating that virtual shul environment within his or her own home 
This is a major contribution to the overall community. Physically, we won't be together. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, we'll be together in the strongest and most powerful way. Each one of us contributing, each one of us contributing something unique and something special. (laughs) And don't be ashamed. If your family is there, turn around and give them a little sermon. Might not be as good as the rabbi's sermon, but give them a little sermon. Say something. Say something that you picked up on the internet. Say something that you picked up by hearing the shear. Say something that you, well, prepared. You looked at the parsha. Doesn't have to be long. Who longs, who loves a long sermon anyways? Say Advar Torah. Advar Torah at your Shabbos table. Because that will, in fact, again bring about huge benefit to the Kehila, to the congregation, our own, and throughout the world. And this is why the Echo Pekude comes together and they bring us to the grand finale of the book of Exodus. It brings us to the, well, incredible end. The Jewish people were told, how would they know when it's time to move, when it's time to decamp and start walking further now? How will they know? And it's the cloud of God that will show them how to do just that. It's the cloud of God rising up or coming down. This is a time that, we, yes, we are learning that everything comes from the Almighty Himself. It's a time that we understand that this is so overwhelming. This is so unbelievable. This is so much greater than, well, our combined intellect. Not only don't we as individuals understand what's going on, But, well, everybody together. But we know one thing. These things come from God. These things are divine. And being that they are divine, it's important for us to respect that sort of situation. And what happens at the very end? At the very end, when we talk about the community, we talk about the individual, we talk about coming together, we talk about recognizing through faith the presence of the divine within our own personal lives. What do we do at the very end of all of that? We call out together, as I said earlier on, Chazak, Chazak, Benit Chazak. Be strong, be strong. Let us strengthen each other. Think about that. And by strengthening each other this time round, doesn't mean going to the street or going to public gatherings and strengthen each other. What is meant by strengthening each other within the context of our own situation is that we have to, in our own place, think about, care about others plan. You know, very often I hear people say, well, I really don't have the time for these sort of things. Suddenly we have so much time on our hands, we don't really know how to fill it. Suddenly things have changed dramatically. And while it's overwhelming, and many people panic when things change in such a dramatic sort of way, it's also a time for reflection. It's an opportunity. And this we learned from the idea of the Chodesh, of the new month. It's not nearly enough to simply sit back and say, well, let's sit it out and see what happens. We have to use our time in the best possible way. And there are so many things that we can do. And we're all united. Yes, we might be individuals, but each and every one of us is connected to the other. And the Vayakil Pukudei message brings us to this overwhelming, overwhelming statement. We passionately call out, Chazak, Chazak. And this has strengthen yourself. Be strong. Look into yourself. Recognize the gifts that you have. Recognize the qualities of life that you possess. Recognize that which makes you strong. Yes, sit down. 
take a pen and paper and enumerate the things that make you strong, the love that you have, others to you, you for others. Whatever it is, look at those things that make you strong and share those ideas with others. I know now is the time that everybody's busy on their smartphone sending messages and every message you get, every idea immediately goes out to thousands of people. Do it a different sort of way. Talk about real issues. Not about what you've picked up on, well, on the internet or on your uh, whatever social pages you use, platforms you use. Talk about that which makes you unique, which gives you strength, what enables you to strengthen others and share it with others and see how it affects your life and the lives of others. More of that soon. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Vayakalim Pekudeh. We're talking about connecting the community with the individual, how each one contributes to the other. The community is made up of individuals, but not individuals who are in conflict with the community, but in fact contribute in order to make community a real community. And we see the same idea in Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek. Strengthen yourself and then strengthen others, the individual and the others, the community. Strength on one's own is not nearly enough. We have to take that particular gift that we have, share it with others in a loving, kind and gentle way in order to bring about strength. Then we come to the third aspect of this Shabbos. It's Shabbos Mavorchem. We are going to bless the new month of Nisan, a month of miracles. We mustn't stop for one moment to remember that Jewish history is a history of miracles, one after the other. We recently celebrated the Festival of Purim, a miracle beyond words. We're about to celebrate the Festival of Pesach ultimate miracle, the Jewish people liberated from the most tyrannical type of slavery. Miracles are very much part of our lives. In fact, this is the survival. This is how the Jewish people continue. We are a minority within a minority. We mustn't forget. Along comes the month of Nisan and tells us, remember the great miracles that we have been shown and the great miracles that we are being shown now. If we open our eyes, we will see miracles wherever we look, miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And miracles, of course, speaks about faith, faith in God. And we call out to God when we don't understand, when we don't feel so good, when we don't know which way to turn at any particular moment. We don't know what tomorrow might bring, but we have faith. We have faith that we will survive. Individually, as a people, we'll do what we have to do. And we talk about the idea of HaChodesh, the new moon. A new element of light comes into the world. After the darkest of dark comes the light. New opportunities. In every single situation, the clever person, he searches out those unique elements that enable him to use the opportunities that are presented. And let's face it, we have so many opportunities in the current situation. Yes, it's overwhelming. Yes, it's frightening. Yes, it's something which is, well, something we don't understand and we don't know. But we have time. We have the ability to sit and consider things that are important, to use the time in a way which we haven't used before. As I said earlier on, how often have I heard from people, oh, I can't do that. It's not me. I don't have the time. 
etc., 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 suddenly you have time. Suddenly the me that you knew yesterday is not the me of today, the one that you had yesterday had all these rigid rules and regulations that control that situation today. Well, most of that is gone. And not because we're on our own. It's because the opportunity of the moment enables us to use our minds and hearts and bodies to recognize the opportunities that exist and to embrace them, to embrace them with far greater passion than we've done in the past. Yes, you know, everything has changed. Children are at home. People are at home from work. Elderly people contain people who are quarantined, self-quarantined. Things have changed dramatically. We try to understand how to educate our children in the current situation. We try to understand how to live our own lives without being on the phone 24-7 and panic and shouting and screaming and carrying on. How to remain, yes, to use that overwhelming term, which sometimes I find offensive as well, but it's out there and you have to use it. It's called being calm. And being calm doesn't mean closing your eyes and going to sleep. Being calm means introducing common, calming elements into your lives and using it to, in some way, Impress it upon others as well. This is a huge, huge change in our lives. This is a huge Shabbos. It's a huge Shabbos that we think about community individual. We talk about strengthening each other. We talk about recognizing the light, recognizing the opportunity, recognize the moment for what it is. Stop wringing your hands. Stop crying about the, well, the difficulty that exists. It's there. It's real. And it should be taken very seriously. But at the same time, you have to take your own life seriously as well. And if you don't, you're losing a huge opportunity. And this is why this Shabbos is so incredibly important. It's a Shabbos uh, that we have to use in order to understand who and what we are and how to go forward from the situation. How long the situation will last, nobody really knows. Yes, it goes through cycles. We've seen it in other parts of the world. Uh, but we don't know enough about the situation to see its end, we don't know how long this will continue. But for the foreseeable future, I suggest life is going to be very, very different for all of us in whatever way it is, for children at school, for people at work, for adults, for youngsters, for everybody. Life is going to be dramatically different in so many different ways. Don't let the situation overwhelm you. Stop for a moment and take control and understand the relationship of community. Yes, we might be on our own physically, but there are a lot of people out there who think about us, and we think about them as well, and we do things as they do things in order to bring us huge benefit physically and spiritually. We talk about the idea of strengthening each other. Pick up a phone. Use your smartphone. Send a message of hope, of strength. If you know anyone who is in a situation of difficulty, reach out to them on the phone. Are there people on their own who don't have a meal, who don't have a kit, a challah for Shabbos? If, well, whatever it is, you know how I end my show every single Friday. I say when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully. He won't be in shul tomorrow. He'll be at home tomorrow, hopefully. Look at the chumash and make it your own. That's the portion that's being read by yourself to yourself. If you don't sit at home, immediately call your rabbi, call your shul, and ask if somehow it could be arranged that you get a chumash and sitter even before Shabbos. For those who are able to go out, well, I'm sure it can be arranged. For those who are at home, I'm sure it can be arranged to be sent to you, brought to you. Do yourself 
a huge favor for this Shabbos. This is a Shabbos of enormous opportunity. A Shabbos of enormous spirituality. Of enormous unity and individuality. Enormous strength for yourself and others. Let's use it well. Let's celebrate the Shabbos with a huge celebration. A celebration of hope. A celebration of faith. A celebration of strength. A celebration of unity. The Shabbos.